What's up? It's your pal Wenchikistotikus, and this is The Bar is Low. Every episode, we take a look at a fanfiction or a series of fics, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. First things first, I got a pop filter, so I'm uh, gonna have some higher quality audio here, and less deranged wheezing, hopefully. So last week, we took a look at a black metal fanfiction, and there are more. There are more. I mean, it's not like an insane amount, like other stuff I've covered on here, but oh man, if you write black metal fanfiction, you're automatically insane. I don't make the rules, I'm sorry. Last week we talked about a long, slow burn, I, I, not really, fanfiction, uh, but we're going to talk about a series of shorter ones, including some one-shots and then multi-chapter, but still like kind of low word count fix. Uh, we're going to start with the one-shots and we'll get to the longer ones in the end, and we will be covering the whole spectrum of bad, good, and in-between, although I, I'd probably replace good with humorous in this case. If you need a reminder on the history of black metal, I will supply for you. A lot of people are like, oh, metal... Clearly, they're all criminals and Satan worshippers. Well, in this case, you wouldn't be too far off. Some of the most insane shit in probably any music scene has gone down in the Norwegian black metal scene of the 1990s. So this all tends to focus around a band called Mayhem. They start off in the late 80s. They had uh, kind of a rotating cast of band members, but... Their most famous vocalist was called Pear, or his stage name uh, was Dead, because he clinically died at one point in his life or something, and then he was suicidal ever since. Speaking of him being suicidal, yeah, that's how he died. He killed himself in 91. He, like, shot himself in the head after cutting his wrists, and then he's left his suicide note. It was like, I'm sorry that I bled everywhere. And then uh, a couple years later, the bassist Varg, who... Uh, is more known for his solo work in Burzum, stabbed the guitarist to death. Varg also burned some churches, that's what he's famous for. If you ever see a church burning meme, I can pretty much guarantee you that he's the one who you're gonna see represented there. He spent a lot of time in jail, and now he's a white nationalist who... YouTubes. His YouTube channel is interesting, but also... Why? So yeah, that's that's that. There's also a dude called Necrobutcher. He didn't really do that much insane stuff, but he's their best-known basis. He's chill, I guess. He never killed anyone, as far as I know, at least. That's the insanity of that, and now if you write fanfiction about that, you're even more insane. So let's get going. Let's unload what I've got. Oh boy. So the first two I'm going to talk about today have similar themes here. They're both centered around Necrobutcher using the internet and not really knowing how it works, but like, you know, having a, an interesting time. The first one I'm going to cover is called HotMetalSex.com. This is not a real website, by the way. Necrobutcher, he finally gets the internet one day and he's like, oh, yep, the internet's for porn. So he just, he feels very naughty as he looks up hot metal guys banging, and he ends up on this site called hotmetalsex.com. And so he finds some footage of his now dead and incarcerated bandmates fucking, and he sees Euronymous, who's the guitarist who got stabbed to death, he, like, he sees him just on the screen, and he just, like, almost screams. So I don't know why he wouldn't have known about this, like, it said that he used to fool around with them too. Like, I don't know why they excluded him from their sex tape. Like, 
I mean, no one likes the bassist, I guess. So I, I feel like a lot of people would know about this if it actually happened. And it's really a coincidence that Necromotrope would be the one to stumble upon it if it ended up on the internet somehow. It could have been done like uh, he found a strange tape in his storage or something. But I, I like the Necrobutcher learning to use the internet theme going on here. This one is pretty gross and a fetishy. It exists to be somewhat. Y'all might know how I feel about real person fake and it's like... No. It can be funny, because I have no shame in that sort of way, but it's just disrespectful and gross, and whoever writes them, these people love to fetishize gay men, or gay sex, or whatever, or whatever the fuck. So, uh, it starts out with Joseph Varg, the crazy guy, and Euronymous, who's the guy, the guy he stabbed, uh, but, and then it just turns really quick into a threesome with Pear, the guy who killed himself. So we get Varg... <laughs> <laughs> we get calling Euronymous daddy, cause fuck you. I mean, like, wouldn't Varg be the one who tops because he was the one putting things into Euronymous's body when he, you know, like, stabbed him to death? It's it's really weird to me that this is kind of a common pairing, because, you know, one of them literally murdered the other. I mean, like, yeah, something could have gone totally wrong between them. And yeah, that shit happens kind of in real life, but still. So then apparently, a necrobutcher passes out after his masturbation results in an orgasm. The, well, the line that starts one of the last paragraphs is when he regained consciousness. <laughs> is this a thing? Like, should he go to a doctor? Like, hey, I, I had an orgasm while I was jacking off one day and I passed out. <laughs> is this normal? <laughs> I mean, he'd probably look it up on WebMD and then, because he doesn't know anything about the internet, he'd be like, I'm dying. <laughs> Oh well, time to lay me to rest. Say goodbye to everyone I love. Alright. Uh, and then it, the fic ends with the question, who was filming it? Uh, I mean, Hellhammer probably. The drummer, who never gets mentioned in anything. Like, no one really gives a shit about him in fic, but yeah, that's probably for the best. Or they could have just set the camera down somewhere and hit record. I, I bet Necroposter himself filmed it, but he was just like so drunk that he didn't remember. So anyway, this one, kind of funny concept, but actual content is gross. Next we've got something that I like this one a lot more. It, it's a similar concept, and I think it's hilarious. Uh, sadly, it was deleted from the internet, but I have the full text saved somewhere, and I'm going to read it today. It's preserved. I, I mean, this is probably violating some of the author's wishes, considering, yeah, she took it off the internet, but, like, first of all, it's too good for me not to share, and secondly, she writes porn of real people, so, like... I don't feel guilty. <laughs> this one is more respectful. I feel like it's a better concept of what real person fit could be without it being too invasive, even though it's still sexual in nature. There, there's no action really occurring between people or even an applied pairing, so it's. I think it's okay enough. I'm gonna read this. I think it's gold. It's just pure gold. The writing itself isn't very good, so if I say something weird or like change a tense, it's a typo. Here we go. Even though technically the internet had been available worldwide since 93, it wasn't until 05 that Yorn finally bothered to get one. Uh, by the way, as you might have realized, Necrobutcher isn't his real name. His real name is Yorn, so uh, they refer to him as that here. Um, with his ahem, legal troubles, needy albeit very cute daughter and whatnot, having a real brand spanking new internet box seemed like a luxury, like a lower grade Lamborghini. Yorn practically skipped all the way home with the giant hulking box in his arms, only to find out, half an hour later, that the internet, the marvelous little bastard, was sold separately. Fuck. But nonetheless, 
Bjorn persisted until finally a feeling akin to the first time he masturbated settled over his as he finally moved the cursor left clicking on the little E logo. <laughs> he uses Internet Explorer. I don't know if Google Chrome or other competitors were out in 05, but you know, whatever. <laughs> he was now a cool dad. He had just interned. Yorn spent the entire day picking apart what the internet had to offer, everything from 10 cool facts you might not know about the toilet bowl to porn. Toilet bowl and porn are capitalized for some reason. Oh, porn. He remembered back when you had to sneak into those seedy corner stores to get one, not knowing if you were getting a busty Asian chick or Mrs. BBW 1991. Those were the days. He discovered gay porn, straight porn, and even fucking smurf porn. He discovered new ways in which one could court the fair lady into coitus, and most importantly, he discovered the wonders of the email. Gina Bloomberg at msm.com says, Subject, screw my cunt to your at msm.com. I'm so horny, baby. I wish you were here. Imagine your shock when he found he could do that. He was going to please his wife. He was a cool husband. He's so pure. Look at that. But then this is not pure. He began typing hastily, his dick doing all the talking, not realizing he had accidentally clicked Jan A. Blomberg at msm.com. Jan, I guess, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you'd say that in Norwegian. That's Hellhammer, the drummer. Your necrobutcher at msm.com. Subject, licking you. <laughs> licking you. Jen A. Blumberg at msm.com. If I was here, I'd gently spread your legs, looking at how wet you are. I'd touch your most private of places before kissing it, and then I'd fuck you, silly, like the little whore you are. Less than three. He learned that little emoticon, too. He felt satisfied with himself. Oh, yeah, he had mastered the art of foreplay. He couldn't just wait until Jaina came over and they could finally go like it, like filthy rabbits. The email pinged and his face fell in horror as he read the large body of text. Oh, fucking mother of the queen. From Jan A. Plumberg at msm.com. Subject, don't get it twisted, pretty boy. Two. Your necrobutcher at msm.com. Don't get it twisted, pretty boy. You'll be my little whore when I'm fucking you. <laughs> and I'll be making sure you'll be choking all over my most private of places, r rather than merely kissing it. You'll have my cock so far down your tight little throat that you'll be fine coughing up my cum for weeks afterwards. I Bet you'd enjoy that, wouldn't you, Necro? Filling my cock between those lips of yours before I fuck you in the ass. His jaw unhinged as he read the rest of his old friend's dirty, scandalous email, his hand with a mind of its own trailing down his boxes to cop the most awkward erection Yorn had ever had. His eyes particularly slow over a line in which Hellhammer describes the exact methods in which he'll sodomize him, detailing the trajectory in which Hellhammer, apparent monster dick, would slam into Yorn's virginial asshole. <laughs> I hate anyone fuck my life. <laughs> He's semen. 
ended up shooting out in thick, creamy ropes as he realized that holy fuck he had just masturbated to his friend's dirty sex email. Finally getting to the end, Yorn realized that he had punctuated his email with an LOL, whatever that meant. So that was, uh, you've got mail. I guess sexting in the pre-sexting era gone horribly wrong. Good content, I think. We're leaving the Necrobutcher using the internet theme behind here. These next three are all by the same author, meaning the rest of what I'll be covering today, except for the last fic we talk about. So, Ho 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 is a Christmas time fic starring Euronymous as Santa and Pear as a naughty child. Just, just imagining Euronymous, like, he was just this fucking pretentious edgelord as Santa is, is like pretty funny in itself but he keeps the roleplay up through the fake <laughs> I hate everything guys oh <laughs> uh, so Pear has been very naughty and needs to be punished cause he masturbated instead of finishing his lyrics and it's heavily implied here that they're in a kinky master-slave relationship and Pear disobeys him a lot so then there's like spanking that ensues <laughs> He makes them count the number of spanks, and Pear can't fucking count. He's just like, one, two, four, what? I felt kind of forced, but then, like, you're on this is like, properly, and he just counts one, two, three. There's a lot of spanking in this. There's, there's like, at least 50 spanks with both his bare hand and also a paddle. And then there's this fucking line. I, oh, fuck my life. Santa brought you a present, a yummy candy cane. Yeah, I think you can all imagine what the yummy candy cane is. He says, maybe he'll make it back on the nice list if you come sit on Santa's lap. Which leads to some dialogue here. Um, please fuck my ass, Santa. And then, please, Santa, may I come? Go on, little whore. Make yourself come for Santa. <laughs> kill me. So that was it. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I guess relatively respectful because they're clearly in a good relationship here. Like You can tell that during sex and also it does end on like kind of a wholesome note like Euronymous like checks that he's alright and they laugh it off and go eat some cookies. So yeah, you know the bar is low when you're impressed that it's not rape or an abusive relationship. <laughs> Way to go. Oh man, that's something that's gonna change here. That's like the only wholesome thing that I cover by this author. Everything else is gonna get pretty fucked up. These next two are kind of longer. This next one's kidnapped. The premise here is that it's an AU, really. Um, the Mayhem guys are all in their teens. They're getting sent away by their parents because, you know, they're satanic edgelords and they must be exercised of their demons and like cleansed. So this is in first person from Vark's perspective. So just no. They all get sent off to some weird couple's house, uh, Henrik and Anna, who are insane, abusive Christians who are going to be taking care of them and exorcising them, I guess. So she, like, makes them just strip in front of her because, you know, their clothes are edgy and satanic, and then, like, she beats them whenever they do something wrong. Uh, she has this line after Varg apologizes for not staying grace before eating, like, Don't apologize to me, apologize to God when you're burning in hell. And then she beats him nearly unconscious in the attic filled with crosses while he's naked. 
And so, like, what is the purpose of this abuse porn anyway? If you think this is kind of fast-paced, too, and, like, it just escalated really quickly, it is fast-paced. I will talk a little bit more about that later, but this is just abuse porn, really. Um, they all share why they got sent to the house, which is because they're all edgelords, except for Pear, who's seriously mentally disturbed and anorexic, probably, and tried to kill himself. Yeah, and then we actually kind of start getting some gay stuff. Kind of unnecessary, but it doesn't really feel shoehorned, either. Because it's not really the main focus, nor does it, like, escalate very far. We get Vargo, like, reflexively holds Euronymous's hand, like, because when he's scared, and then Necrobusher's just, like, cuddling Pear, because he's also afraid. Like, why is Necrobusher always so sweet and fanfic? Except, I guess, when he uses the internet, then he's just another naughty boy. I just have this in my notes as homosexual lust in all italics. The couple says this to them. Okay, and then uh, one of the reviews on this chapter here is, ooh, doing chores naked. These people are into some kinky shit. <laughs> so we get a little time lapse next, and the physical abuse keeps getting worse and more arbitrary, and they, they don't get fed much. Uh, Pear's, like, barely eating anything this whole time. And then, uh, I don't even have words for this, really. It's time for uh, Varg's beating session with Henrik, and oh, look, it's rape. It's just really so unnecessary. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, I mean, and also, how are these kids even functioning without medical attention? Like, they have broken bones and opened wounds and shit. How are they still able to work? And then things continue to escalate quickly. The insane couples just having their daughter over, so the guys have to be really quiet, but they're still formulating an escape plan at this point because the daughter might end up being their real hope for escape. But, uh... Henrik just comes up with a gun and then shoots Necrobutcher in the head and he dies. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, his parents clearly sent him away, but aren't they going to be pissed that he got murdered? You know, like, that's really fucked up. And then there's more rape because sexual assault is fun. Right, guys? And this time it's a little bit more on the kinky side, aside from just being rough, because he makes fun. He makes Fark put on pink panties and wear pigtails. Like, I just, I don't even know what to say at this point. I don't even know, man. And then the, the daughter does end up being their real only hope for escape, and she comes to get them in the attic with no explanation for anything, and then she just takes them to a hospital. Like, if I were her, I'd have a lot more questions than she did. She doesn't even, like, ask if her parents imprison them like this, and then, I don't know, she's just like, oh, there are people in the attic that are horribly injured. I don't really know who they are or how they got here, but, like... I guess I better take them to a hospital, but I mean, I guess that's good, right? But I imagine she'd have more questions than she actually does. Perry <laughs> is getting really suicidal again because Yorn died, and then Euronymous has to go get his infected foot amputated, so I guess there's like actual consequences of beatings here. Um, yeah, like what even program is this where you just send your kids to an insane Christian couple to get beaten, raped, and murdered? That sounds like a Cannibal Corpse song. Maybe it is. Fucking sue those assholes and, like, report them to the authorities. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what else. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, Uranus is really afraid for surgery. It ends up with him having a makeout session with Var because they confess their love for each other. And I feel like their relationship wasn't really well-developed. They didn't even talk to each other that much, even compared to uh, them talking to the other characters. I felt like Yorin and Paris' relationship was much more natural because uh, Yorin was, like, so good about comfort 
comforting him and like trying to get him to eat and take care of himself and stuff but uh then your armist does end up bleeding out during surgery uh, i feel like you have to really fuck up a f- for a foot amputation to go that wrong i mean if you're a professional surgeon like i mean if the infection had already spread that would be one thing but like bleeding out i mean i'm not a doctor or anything but that doesn't sound right to me so then pear kills himself because now that not one but two of his friends have died he just runs and just fucking jumps out the window and then right after all this insanity varg's mom just comes for him and just starts reading like shit right away the legalities i don't even know what the fuck is happening here can you even do that he wasn't horribly injured i guess but can you just take him out of the hospital that quickly uh, I don't even know, man. And then Varg ends up killing himself, and then it kind of ends happily with all four of them together in the afterlife. So that was a trip. Uh, it was really fast-paced, which I feel like is both a strength and a weakness of this writer. Like, she cuts the shit, but neither is there much time to develop the characters, the setting, the tone, and so on, and it just does feel kind of amateurish. The The villains were really one-dimensional, and I do think this is another casualty of the fast-pacing. Like, they could have been developed better, but I, I also so at the same time feel like they wouldn't have been just because this author doesn't seem that talented. The legalities of this were also totally unrealistic. Like, she just threw that shit all out the window, which, like, admittedly, that would be really nice to do sometimes in writing, but it just made it seem more amateurish, which, in combination with the pacing and short chapters and the kind of writing style, it just uh, didn't work. I mean, I guess it had a plot that was nice. The abuse porn, especially the rape, was just unnecessary. Why are people like, you know what I'd like to see? My favorite band members getting beaten half to death on rape. I don't, I don't understand the purpose of that. Not to mention that a real person fake porn, especially, it's just not, it's just tasteless. And I did kind of like how they all died at the end, like not really in a hating the characters sort of way, because actually none of the band guys were actually assholes in this fic, which is not normal because normally at least one of them is portrayed as an asshole but this was different like because uh, in professional literature and also fic alike you rarely see a main character get killed off let alone all of them so i, I thought that was interesting it, it set it apart i think um let's get to the next thing so here we go this is another one by ali who wrote the last two i covered this is the first omegaverse fic that i encountered it wasn't as bad as i remembered but still i fortunately haven't covered any of this type since but i'm probably still gonna do an episode of really kinky star wars shit so uh good chances won't be the last i review either uh so one thing i really hate about this fandom or like this fic community is really they're all like oh poor this character especially like poor pear because in all the reviews and the author is even replying in the reviews saying like oh this poor character like bitch you the one putting him through this like yeah we have to do shitty things to our favorite characters as writers but like this exists to be porn and have no real value as a story with character development and or overcoming adversity and such so i just it's stupid you're just putting him through this because you get off to it it's classless and you have no right to be saying oh poor child so uh if you're not aware what omegaverse is it's basically porn that gives humans uh wolf-like breeding characteristics it originates in the supernatural fandom of course it involves like the omegas needing to be bred by alphas who will often rape them and then embrace ensues so i personally find it fucking disgusting i do want to say uh yeah okay whatever you're into but at the same time rape is bad you guys (laughs) 
Oh, God. So it starts off with Pear, you know, he's an Omega because he's apparently just such a bottom. That's all he ever does in anything that anyone ever rates. He gets sold off to Yuro, who's an Alpha, who wants to breed him. So his mom is just like, bye, bitch. Because she basically rose him to be bred, and his whole abusive upbringing just centers around that. So we get also some flashbacks of her just being really shitty uh, and there's like emphasis on his virginity how he's not allowed to even masturbate it's just fucking it's written in first person just want to say that and the author's note also says this will get kinkier and kinkier as we go on so all right kids strap in for the ride so Yonimus takes him back to the house and almost immediately we get a blowjob scene that involves him being really sadistic and slapping Pear in the face with his apparently massive cock. So this doesn't end favorably for the poor kid because he's, you know, miserable after being choked with a dick because rape is fun, you guys. However, this sets off the heat and he just really needs that D, which he hates because his body needs it, but it also Yonimus is just such a fucking sadist who's into the degradation who just treats him like shit because it gets him off and it, it, it doesn't even get pair off or anything he just he just fucking straight up hates it and it also hurts his unlubricated asshole so he's miserable from also being physically abused in addition to his emotional and sexual abuse classy you guys so then we introduce varg because fuck you pair uh when he came to the house first he smelled another omega but for the first time in chapter six it is revealed that it's varg and he and nero are actually a couple here so that if there's one thing that i can appreciate about this fic is that they accurately depicted Varg as the racist scum that he is. Euro always gets portrayed as an abusive asshole in fix because, you know, he was such an edgelord, but Varg is also a piece of shit. His line here is like, ah, yes, our new Omega is blonde and blue-eyed. Very good. But basically, once the pups are born, because of Empreg, you guys, Pear's just gonna get sent away. He's he's literally just there for breeding purposes and sexual exploitation. Uh, so he wants to make sure that his pups aren't raised by these crazy fuckers. So he just vanishes for a bit and then lies to them he fucks some other alphas <laughs> and he's like I think one of them was black and then Fark freaks the fuck out we have him and, and the author I guess dropping the n-word cause fuck you and Paris just like wow that's a bad word you shouldn't say that <laughs> one of the few things I appreciate about this is just the humorous depiction of Varg being his completely insane self Oh, man, Varg just loses it because, you know, the pups might be tainted by black people <laughs> and threatens to kill Pear, so he runs away on a convenient bike just lying in the middle of the road. The next part of the fic is really just him being homeless and on the run, infested with those imprig babies. <laughs> it's pretty depressing, really. He just lets anyone fuck him for food or money, and, and so when he gets taken in by uh, Necro Butcher, who is for some reason the only wholesome one in these type of fix he's just like if you want to fuck me i'll let you fuck me for a few coins and then yorn is actually nice and it's refreshing he just takes care of him without asking for anything in return so yeah the bar is really fucking low in this fic but yorn actually kind of raises it like you have all these shitty characters that are just so shitty that you'd be really be impressed by anything at this point but yorn is like actually genuinely nice apparently he hasn't worn clothes for months either this raises some questions about the universe they live in but okay then Varg just shows up out of nowhere and slices pear open to kill the tainted pups and he hardly survives and the pups don't at all so like at least we don't have shit covered and ass babies to deal with 
And it just ends with Pear being really sad about the pups and then killing himself because that's what Pear does. So that's mine, the uncreatively titled Omegaverse Mayhem fic. It was bad. The writing wasn't horrific, but it, it wasn't good either. The portrayal of the characters and the fast pacing seemed really amateurish. Uh, even the sex scenes are like really mediocre. The disgusting premise really, um, real person fic porn disgusts me. Omegaverse disgusts me. So there you go. Cause you know, rape and abuse are fun, right guys? Let's just write about that. Cause fuck you. There were some things that were still kind of okay, or not completely bad at least. Like, it had a plot, I guess. It wasn't just straight up porn, so... Racist Varg was funny, but also sad because he's actually like that. <laughs> and Yorn was really sweet. There was, like, a really low bar, but he definitely passed it. And that was that, really. Um, let's get to our last fic here. And I want to close this off on a more lighthearted note, because... This fic is unique. It's not just in that it doesn't have a name, it's, I mean, it's fairly mediocre, vanilla enough erotica, and it's not very long either, but this was posted to a strange place. I haven't talked about Dark Throne yet, but they are another band that is part of the Norwegian black metal scene, and they're pretty well known for having a sense of humor, and I really like them for that. Fenris, the drummer and songwriter for them, he has a great sense of humor and he's just a funny guy. There's one other guy in the band too. They use uh, stage names on recordings, but we also know their real names. So Fenris's real name is Gilve and uh, Nocturno Colto, the other guy is Ted. Yeah, just Ted. I bring that up because they use their names interchangeably here. Now we're gonna talk about this because, like I said, this was not posted on Rockfic, like everything else we've covered today. It was not posted on Wattpad. It was not posted on Archive of Our Own. It was posted on Facebook. To be specific, it was posted on Dark Throne's Facebook wall. Eric Johnson says, Hello, Gilvey and Ted. I have a hot story for you. I was at visit in Norway, and there was Dark Throne playing. I was so lucky to see you guys live. There were not too much people, and when the gig was over, I went to the band member room. I saw Fenris and Nocturno Colto drinking some beer, and no one else was in there. So I took my change. I jumped on Gilvey and put my arms around his waist. Gilvey was very surprised, but he didn't hit me. Nocturno was laughing. Gilvey gave me some beer and other drinks, and I was drunk in a minute. I had to laugh and did stupid things, but the smartest thing was to give Fenris a kiss on his big mouth. His most ace was tickling me, and I had to sneeze. Then I pushed my tongue between his lips and felt his tongue. He touched my tongue, and I felt so damn hot. My hand was going down to grab Fenris at his dick, and I felt how it grows in my hand. Fenris did nothing to me, just staring, the same as Nocturno did. Then Nocturno came closer and kissed me also. I drooled from pleasure and kissed him back. Fenris put his beer away, and he pulled my jeans off. Before I could say something, his mouth was around my dick, and he was sucking me. I screamed and felt so horny. I did never expect Dark Throne would be gay. <laughs> Fenris 
was nibbling on my dick like an ice cream, and I felt how Nocturno was sitting behind me. His hands opened my buttocks, and I felt the top of his penis touching my asshole. I was so hot, and he too, because I felt him hard breathing in my neck. And then the moment came when I felt Nocturno's hard, hard cock in my behind. I had a little bit of pain, but Nocturno ignored me and bumped his dick up and down between my ass. <laughs> then Fenris came. His dick was bigger as Nocturno's was, and I screamed out loud. It was a hard way to get it in me, and I was struggling to flow. But then there was no change for that, because Fenris and Nocturno hold me tight, and I couldn't run away. I felt Fenris coming after a while, and he was moaning from pleasure. I did that too because the pain was gone and I felt very happy. And when Fenris came, Nocturno grabbed my dick and was jerking me off until I came too and screamed, Ooh, Fenris, that was so hot. Then Nocturno came also inside me and began to push. He was coming in a minute and I felt the cum coming out right in my ass. He bit me in my neck like a vampire and then Fenris was sitting on me. His long hair was in my face. He gave me a hot kiss and our tongues get rid to each other. He moved his hips towards mine and was riding on me like I was an animal. And then he came again and again and we had fun the whole night. <laughs> so the best part about this is that Fenris read and replied to this. He says, I didn't have a mustache back when we played live. I don't know what category this just won, but it won something. It won something. Oh, that was truly beautiful. Just all the mistakes and the grammar and I, I mean, just the weird wording and it just amazing. So today we covered HotMetalSex.com by Mrs. Jimbert, You've Got Mail by Satania, Ho 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 by Allie, Kidnapped by Allie, Mine by Allie, and this one doesn't have a name, I'm just going to call it the Eric Johnson Facebook fic. So I'm your pal Wenchikasthodikus, and this is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me, and that's all for today.